The following episode contains strong language, violence, and references to drugs and alcohol. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. We were just at a Blue Cross warehouse and we got our hands on some vial of some substance and it, we can't figure out exactly what it is, but apparently it has both slam packs and the stuff that made the zombies in there. Oh goodness. And it got us worried. Understandably so. I... And you hear her kind of take a big drink of water. Can you meet me at the Union Support Center downtown? I'm going to call Frank. Dunlap? Okay. Yeah. Hard light. That must be what the horns works with, right? Yeah, Ruby. So the, the horns does use like a form of hard light generation, but it, I mean, ours is specifically built uh, within the horns. Like, you, you know, that yellow refractive stuff that's on the edges of it? Like, it's specific. It has to be indoors, so... This is Shauna Ortega, live on the scene of a conflict between local heroes and members of the Blue Cross gang. Our CPD is on the scene forming a perimeter, and we have an exclusive look at the conflict. Shauna is reporting from on top of an apartment building, looking down at a Kick warehouse 360. in the end. Her cameraman swings from the defensive line that the police have formed over to the fight between a large contingent of Blue Cross members and you all. Laserhawk, you're currently taking on the biggest of them who downed a few slam packs when the fight began. Yardak, you're currently stationed at an open garage door leading into the warehouse, keeping reinforcements out and blocking other gang members from exiting. And through the windows of the facility, you can see Visual Aid and Hornet taking on members inside. Nearby is a gas station along with apartment buildings. Everyone, roll initiative. Hell fucking yeah, that's the best entrance to an episode. Can I assume I have a sword of some kind out, since I would imagine... Yeah, yeah, we're, we're mid-combat. I only got a 15. 7. <laughs> 31, eat my ace. Alright, so, to give you a lay of the land, I mentioned that Laserhawk is taking on one, like, giant, super slam-packed-up motherfucker. Uh, in terms of the other people, three members uh, with assault rifles, six members with pistols, one guy with a machete, three more, like, not quite as roided-up slam-packed guys, and... Two guys who are holding very high-quality steel briefcases. Does the machete guy have long hair and a handlebar mustache? Oh, he do. Oh, he definitely do. Go after him first. So, top of the round, Laserhawk. Who's gonna punch him? I am, I am. Who's gonna punch him? That would be me. This guy is probably a good, like, two feet taller than you, like, muscles bulging. That's fine, I could give up the little Super Mario Wahoo jump. So you're gonna, like, try to jump up and uppercut him? Is that the plan? Yeah, just like a little hop up so I can clock him in the jaw with my 26, with a DC of 25. All right, DC of 25. So he takes that right on the chin. You see a little bit of bruising, he kind of staggers back for a quick second, but he kind of catches himself and, and gets back into the fight. Mamma mia. Here we go again. Not at about handles my turn. Also, yes, I'm trying to stay on this dude like skinny jeans on emo ass. All right. Next up is Hornet. Hornet kind of takes a run and slides and trips a guy over. One of the guys with a pistol. The guys with the rifles, they're going to go next. Um, So we've got two of them kind of focused in on you, Yardak. He's just doing his job. 
what is your uh, parry plus 10? 18. All right. One aims wide and kind of just hits the side of the building. The other one is going to hit you, so you're going to want to roll a toughness check. A dirty 20. Actually, that's going to that's gonna be okay. Fuck you, you little bitch. Yeah, he kind of just maybe clips you on the shoulder a little bit. Maybe his gun jams at, at, at the last moment, so he has to stop firing. And then inside visual aid, one's going to kind of take aim at you from across the across the warehouse floor. Rude, not allowed. So just to give you an idea of this warehouse. Lots of boxes inside. Uh, there's a two-part staircase with a landing in the middle. Uh, this guy is up kind of in those rafters, and he's shooting down at you. What's your dodge plus 10? Make up a big number. 35. Uh, 35. <laughs> <laughs> My dodge plus... 10 is 20. You must have just dived behind some boxes just in time. Wood kind of just splinters as they get all all mashed up by the gunfire. Two of the slam pack guys, though, see you dodge out of the way of this gunfire and kind of converge on you. They just get right up on you. One goes to swing at you. Shit's bad? Actually, yeah. He goes, he goes, he kind of just smashes in uh, to one of the boxes. Again, splinters kind of just go flying. The other one. Shit's harder. Yeah, Nat 20 uh, goes to grab you. Uh, so now you have to make a contested strength check, Rachel. So you're going to roll and add strength or dodge. So we, uh, it's dodge plus that, right? So 17. He still gets you. So you are restrained for the moment. Kind of maybe with two hands, kind of just grabs one arm each because he's hopped up on slam packs, but he's not like, you know, again, not a big giant monster like this other guy. Ugh, no drugs. So you are immobile and vulnerable. So just so you know, this is how this affects you. Immobile means that you have no movement speed, you cannot move. Vulnerable, though, means that you're limited to being able to defend yourself. It halves your defenses uh, rounded up. Okay. That's what those two did. And then the other one goes for you, Yardak. No, I've had enough of this. This is the second time. Yeah, what is your parry, your parry plus 10? Parry plus 10 is 18. You're going to want to roll a uh, toughness check. Another dirty 20. This guy just, like... Hit you right in the sternum. Oh. So you're going to take a negative one check to future toughness penalties. Oh, okay. If you would have been one more down, you would have also been dazed. Well, I'm better than that. Yardak, it's your turn, actually. Okay. So right now, you've got one uh, slam pack guy right up on you, and two guys with rifles kind of a little a little ways away. Like, you could definitely hit them with your whips, but they're kind of behind, like, trying to take cover behind barrels and stuff. Okay, so what I want to do, I'm assuming I have water of some sort, or, like, my water skin. So what I want to do is I want to gather up some water like make it like a like a globby little globular and then i want to jump and use the water with my feet to kick the dude in the chest and use that momentum to fly and clothesline the two dudes uh so the two dude the other dudes are not next to each other oh well at least one of them if you're willing to use extra effort i'll i'll definitely go for that and i'll let it go even if uh you don't like actually hurt the guy that you're bouncing off of what would i roll we're gonna roll the first thing is gonna be basically like a spin kick right kind of what it sounds like yeah but using my water like as like the propelling force to get me to fly outwards i still feel like that's gonna be an unarmed attack though because your water's not actually what's whipping them in this scenario yeah no i'm just using that as like my boost i will let you do that with a plus two circumstance modifier cool all right Plus two, 24. All right. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Uh, what is the DC on that? 21. Boom. You hit him right back in the sternum, <laughs> kicking right off of his chest, and he looks like winded. Uh, what about the dude I fly into? So we're going to do that next, and that's going to be another kind of unarmed attack. First, I'm going to roll. So what would be the DC on your unarmed plus an additional one then? 22. Uh, you slam him down, and he looks disoriented, but not particularly hurt. I put a lot of oomph into this one. <laughs> that's... Fair. I rolled a 19. Oh, 
bitch. You're going to do a toughness check, and let me see. What's the damage on your unarmed? It just says six next to it. So it'd be half of that, which is three. So you're rolling a toughness check, trying to beat an 18. Why do I keep rolling 11s when I do my toughness check? Another dirty 20. You're not hurt either, and you kind of bounce off of him and slam into him, knock him to the ground, and then you kind of bounce off of him in the air and land on your feet, looking down at him. I use a hero point to get rid of whatever badness, and then does it also get rid of that minus one? No, it does not. That's that's damage that you took earlier. That was an attack, a move, and attack, the opposite of what most people do. Um, anything else for your turn? I blow a kiss, and then I'm done. <laughs> All right. Also, do you have move by attack? Under your advantages? Yeah. Okay, so that does mean that you could move again, technically. In between the two that are at least somewhat close together. The ones that you just were attacking? Yeah. The ones I threw myself into. Yeah, yeah. The ones that you threw yourself into, you're kind of positioned between the two of them now. Meanwhile, inside, I'm going to do this as a group attack. All of them are going to form up uh, and basically like rain fire down on Hornet. This is how he kills the other Hornet. I swear to God. (laughs) Hornet is just dipping and dodging, ducking behind concrete pillars and different crates and stuff as this hail of gunfire from from six different people just comes at her. Shit, she a bad bitch. Yeah, so they are all inside with you, uh, Visual Aid, just so you know, all six of the guys with the pistols. Yikes. I don't want it. That's fair. I mean, they're not firing at you, at least. In order to free yourself, uh, you're going to have to make an escape check, uh, which is either athletics or acrobatics. Uh, that you're going to roll and tell me your total. Okay, we're going to go with acrobatics because that's higher. Sure, that makes sense. I can use a hero point to re-roll, right? <laughs> you can, and if the roll is not at least 10, you get to add 10 more to it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I rolled it at one, so I'm going to use a hero yeah, point. Yeah, that's fair. That sucks ass. <laughs> it does, huh? So, anyway. Anyways, we're going to use that hero point to re-roll. Much better. A natural 20. A natural 20. Ooh, you just meet it. Uh, so yeah, you wiggle out of his grasp. I imagine maybe he's distracted by all the gunfire. And again, he's not that much taller than you, but you kind of drop to the ground. So that that's considered my, like, uh, action, right? It's considered your move action, but since you succeeded, you do get to move away from your opponent up to your normal ground speed. Oh, sorry, minus one rank. You can move 15 feet away. Would I be able to do my standard action and then move? Or would I have to move and then do my standard action? Uh, do you have move by attack? I do have move by action. Okay, so then yeah. Where is like my hand? Where? What do you mean, where's your hand? Attached to your wrist. I got away from him. Am I still like next to him though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're moving further away, you're currently right next to him. Okay, by what I'm saying, I'm distracted. He's distracted. More flavor text reasons I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. That I want to try and... This is might be a little murder, Hobie. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to make a sword in him. <gasps> you can't do that. Okay. So I, I got away, and I'm, like, turning around and going to slashing at him and then moving away. After, not as part of the action, but my... Sure. All right. Uh, roll that attack check. Okay. Jesus, what the... F- I'm switching to the ugly dice. So 18 overall, because I luckily put a lot in blades. All right, that hits. What is the DC on that? DC is 19. So, yeah, the blade, like, slices against him, but just does not seem to pierce through the skin as he glide along his arm and then kind of back away. And then I'm moving away. I don't want him to capture me again. Remember that there are two of them that are, like... I'm trying to move somewhere where I'm not in distance of either of them, but I don't know if that's possible. You're kind of in between these two sets of crates. You can either move towards the wall, which is a dead end, or you can move towards the main thoroughfare of the warehouse. But that will make you more visible to, like, the guys with the guns. I move towards the wall. Okay. There's a lot of people with guns. It's a shootout, homie! It is the Slam Pack Monster's turn, who is just going to, like, take his elbow and try to smash you in the chest 
Laserhawk. Hi. What is your parry plus 10? 16. That's going to be a hit, and you're going to want to roll a toughness check. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's a 25 altogether. All right, you're going to take a negative one uh, Seriously? to future toughness checks. Yep. You know, my next action I originally considered as a joke, but no, we're going to actually do it. This one's going to go to slam you again, Laserhawk. Parry plus 10 again? Yeah, 16. All right, that's going to be another hit. And there's a negative one to my toughness right now? Correct. 28. You see this one coming, you kind of roll with it, and you're not going to take any additional damage. What does that look like? I mean, I can imagine that after getting socked by this one dude super hard, I'm like super loopy. I see this guy like running toward me, and I just sort of real quick duck to the side like, no, thank you. I've met my quota for the day. So now inside the warehouse, visually, you see this as the two guys with the briefcases kind of make their way into the very center of the warehouse. And start to open a sewer grate. It's not my turn at all, is it? No, I'm just that you're the one who sees this, though. Uh, is Hornet near me? Hornet's kind of on the opposite side from you. Remember, she was just dodging all that gunfire. She's too far that I can't like point it to her. Like, hey, look. You could probably tell that she noticed it too. Again, she's just trying trying to stay out of the line of fire right now. Mm-hmm. Yardak. Meanwhile, the guy with the machete like runs up to you, just screaming his head off, like ah, goes to swing the machete at you. What is your parry plus 10? An 18. All right. He swings wide, slamming the machete against the side of the building, and you see sparks fly when it just like clangs metal on metal. <laughs> and then we're back to the top of the round with Laserhawk. So big dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to punch him in the dick as hard as I can. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what? Brendan either rolled really bad or really good. I rolled that 20 on the dick punch. All right. What do you... What are you uh what are you gonna do with your uh critical hit? Obliterate his testicles. Okay, so I'm assuming then you're gonna want to add plus five to your damage rank. Yeah, that sounds fine. Alright, what's the DC on that then? Uh is that a plus five to it? Correct. Uh yeah, that's gonna be a 30. Get fucked, Yoga Hazard. That look, you better not tell me that I'm fighting the man with the iron scrotum. I beat him in high wind, goddammit. So yeah, he is going to take a little bit of damage. Like, he looks Can like Can I very use my hero point and- to make you reroll? Oh, fucking spicy take. What's your toughness? Uh, my toughness is a 14. Please let this work. I'm all on a dick. Um, yeah, that's the thing. So is his. He's as strong as you. Great. Cool. Absolutely not. Not allowed. Then I'm just gonna have to kill him. <laughs> I mean, my first reaction to that is how. Carefully. I was like, you can't even hurt him. What allergies does he have? If I feed him some shrimp. Gonna give him some fucking peanuts. (laughs) Power stun a peanut, Ray. I just want to point out that I can make food. He doesn't have a peanut allergy, Rachel. Uh, So here's what I'm imagining happens. You duck down, punch to the nuts. He keels over and you immediately like just slam your head up into his. And he's like bleeding from the nose now. Looks disoriented. Isn't out for the count, but looks hurt. So I am going to use my hero point to extra effort, sock this son of a bitch again, because he's scary, and I'm going to use my hero point to eat the fatigue that I would get from doing that. Okay. 28 altogether, for the record, for the 25 PC. You just slam him again, right in the face. Blood is, is flowing. He looks hurt, but he's still not out. Dude, go the fuck to bed, it's a school night. And you said you're getting rid of your hero point to negate the fatigue, right? Yes, and as far as what else I'm doing, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if I'd have never enrolled in the military, I could have a normal life. 
like a bartender or something. Meanwhile, your local bartender Hornet. <laughs> well played. She sees the guys going into the sewer grate and immediately does a... Ooh, yeah, whiffed it. No, she tries to do like a combat roll to kind of dodge out of the way of all the gunfire and ends up catching herself on one of the crates and slips and falls to the ground. Why? America's funniest home superhero videos. And you see one of the crates is kind of wiggling unsteadily and actually falls onto her. God damn it, I wish I saw a reaction. What kind of fucking Lady Teens bullshit was that, Pam? We gotta work on it. <laughs> and I, I imagine Ruby, uh, this is hard to, like, uh, kind of, like, gasps and, like, covers her, but covers her mouth so she doesn't really make a sound. I mean, there's a lot of gunfire happening. I don't think you have to worry about making noise. That's true. The two guys with the guns that are outside, Yardak, mm-hmm. kind of go to fire at you again. Woof. Well, the one missed... Um, we'll say it's the one that's like closest to you that you just hit and he's kind of like, you know, disoriented because he's prone. Okay. But, uh, the other one, meanwhile, got a nat 20. Uh, so you're going to want to roll a toughness check on that. Ooh, 18 and nine is 27. I think maybe you slide yourself behind a pillar. You might be like, get another grazing shot onto your shoulder, but you're all right. However, uh, slam pack dude is going after you again. Yardak. No. What's your parry plus 10 again? Uh, 18. All right, that's going to be a hit. So you're going to roll another toughness check. It is 22. This one, I think you kind of like, again, dodge out of the way. He hits uh, the concrete pillar you were behind with his fist. Oh, that thing where like it explodes when his fist grows through it. Yeah, but then he also just, because you were distracted by that, sucker punches you in the gut with his other oh, arm. no. Um, you're going to take another negative one. Fuck. Uh, which a reminder, I don't even know if you took this in consideration uh, last time, but you do have a negative one already. Now you have a negative two. Visual aid, one of those slam pack guys, the one who didn't hit get you last time, goes to attack you. The other one heads towards Pam. Do I need to roll something? Yeah. What's your parry plus 10? 20. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to roll a toughness check. No, thanks. Shit, not the bed, my child. 24. He's going to clip you. Like, he goes to grab at you again, but instead he misses and, and he has kind of some claws, so he kind of scratches your arm. Ah! Uh, so you're going to have a negative one to future toughness checks as well. That's, that's my reaction. Ah! The other one goes towards Hornet. I just thought of something Ruby could do, and I'm not saying that this is, like, a healing thing. Mm-hmm. Could Ruby technically, like, make Neosporin, like, right here? So, no, because that would be, like, a complex chemical. We've kind of said that you kind of limited by- Would alcohol be? Like, alcohols- I think you can make alcohol, yeah. I mean, clearly you can do that. You- yeah, yeah, you're right. You definitely can make alcohol. You can definitely make, like, rubbing alcohol or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But, uh, Ruby, this is not- I'm not saying this is healing. I just think this is cool. Ruby makes healing alcohol and puts it on her wound. Uh, meanwhile, the other slam pack rooted up guy- Goes up to Hornet, raises both fists in the air, slams them down through the crate, which is just full of like these heavy weights and things, slams it down into Hornet, and you hear Pam go, ugh. Uh, I had had a plan of what I was going to do in my next turn, but I might need to go help Pam. You all hear kind of weakly through your comms, back up, back up. Great. Yep, plan change. The pistol guys. No more shooting. Basically, they see that since the slam pack guys are kind of on you, turn their attention towards the warehouse door and are just going to lay fire out that way towards you, Yardak. Damn, you're out of ammo. That's crazy. Funny how that happens. What's your dodge plus 10? 20. A couple of them, their guns are jammed. They're reloading. A couple of them take a couple shots uh, before they have to reload and they don't really hit. One guy in the back with a blunderbuss screams yard. Visual aid, it is your turn. Hey, visual. And your friends. Yeah, well, my original plan was I was going to try to make something over that sewer grate that we're escaping through, but Pam's probably more in need. 
How far is Pam? From you, about 30 feet. Yeah, you could make it to her. Because this guy's pretty big, right? Yeah, both of these guys are like six and a half feet tall and just jacked. Because they're taking like the normal amount of slam pack, whereas this other guy probably slapped on like six patches worth. But I was saying like running up and like stabbing, honestly, it's probably more effective to drop something heavy on them. That couldn't hurt. Yeah. Is there a way I could drop an anvil that hits both of them? Or you would have to power stunt to extra effort because that would be two standard actions. Big anvil. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. More just like a bigger one, but I guess it'd be weaker. So whichever one is closer to. Well, man, these guys aren't next. These guys aren't next to each other. So if you're trying to hit both of them, you're making two separate anvils. As I'm running to her, to Pam, I dr- big slam pack guy that's next to her. I drop a massive anvil on him. So first he has to try to dodge out of it, which would be. 10 plus the ranks. There are seven ranks in Create. All right, he does not dodge it. Good, 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 good. Um, toughness check. So it'd be 17. Yeah, the anvil slams down onto him, but kind of busts apart. Um, but he is like, his whole top of his head is kind of bloodied now. And he turns towards you like in kind of a, huh? <laughs> he sounds like Tim Allen. Huh? I try to think of like any quote that's not, ooh, like, or that ever. I can't make that fucking noise from. Yeah. Nami? Don't fucking shake your head at me like that, RC. Don't fucking shake your head at me. And I was gonna like run up and go like, it's not tool time. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. It's the big monster's turn. Gonna go after you again, Laserhawk. So this time, instead of hitting you because of like, you know, how how badly this is going, he just takes a step back, rears his fist up, and slams it into the ground, creating a shockwave. Neat. I was unaware that I was fighting the incredible Dolt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Nation. I have no authority, but you get a hero point. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> <laughs> it's not- <laughs> Bitch. All right, uh, you're going to make a fortitude check. <sighs> Fuck. Duh, that's a dirty 20. Uh, does that include your negative one? 19. Fuck, I'm going to die. I don't know why you said it like that. My cheeks are gonna get clapped to death. This is what I've always wanted, but not how I imagined it. Sorry, no, first you need to try to make a dodge check against it. 22. So that means you half it. Roll your fortitude check. Uh, you're gonna get some bonuses for that. Oh. Now it's a dirty 20. Even though the, the ground in front of you just like almost pretty much collapses, you're able to dodge out of the cone of fire that that creates. Ugh, Atlas did it better. I think realizing like what's going on, uh, he starts making his way back towards the warehouse because he wants some reinforcement. Then it's the briefcase, guys. Uh, you see uh, visual aid in the commotion. They have dipped down into the sewer, and one of them is kind of like trying to put the sewer grate back over top of them. Can I drown them? Some of them are escaping through the sewer. I, I, I want to let everybody know, because I don't know what I can do about it right now. I can drown them. You cannot drown them because you can't see them. <laughs> some of them are escaping through the sewer. They've, they've got some briefcase with them. I, I don't know what to do about it right now, though. I, I've got to help horn it. Awesome. Well, maybe we could go down there and catch them. Maybe have a pizza party with some turtles and a fucking rat. Turtle power. Laser Hawk's having a good time, it sounds like. These guys are cowabungholes. <laughs> uh, machete guy goes to swing at you again, Yardak. Fuck. Sorry, what's your parry plus 10 again? 18. All right, uh, he swings again, just collides like he... You think he might be a little inebriated. I don't think he came this prepared for a fight. He was, uh... <laughs> 
seems a little, a little disoriented. All right, back up at the top with Laserhawk. Uh, the only your only combatant has now started moving away from you towards you know the other slam pack guy and uh, and Lit and Yardak and Machete Dude. I'm gonna slam this dick bag through the wall because he has rather upset me on this day. What's the DC on an unarmed attack plus one? Uh, that is going to be a 19. I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. All right, that's a 19. Yeah, you and him crash through the wall. You know he does. Continued to seem bloodied and pained, but you're going to want to roll an attack check on yourself at whatever your damage is. It's half of that. Do you know what I mean? It's half of that plus the 15. Uh, it's 10. So half that, it's a five. Plus 15. So 20 is what you're trying to roll above. Well, I just kicked my own ass. What did you do? What? I rolled a that one. Oh, fuckaroonies. Uh, so that means what? You have 15 for your, uh, or 14 with your negative one existing? Yes. Yeah, so that's, uh... 13 altogether. Now you're gonna have a negative two to toughness checks and you're gonna be and you're gonna be dazed your next round. All I did was fuck myself up. Well, Hornet's just trying to get this uh, box of weights off of her. <laughs> hey, so am I. <laughs> well, no, you're on top of him, so you're, you're good in that regard. She just barely manages to kind of slip out, like her leg is still pinned underneath it, but the rest of her is out. Yardak, meanwhile, you notice one of the guy, the guy that was farther away with the rifles kind of disappears into the building uh, behind him. The one that uh, Pam and Ruby were in? No, 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 sorry. This is the rifle guy that's outside with you. Remember, there was two guys with rifles Yeah, outside. yeah, yeah. But I saw, I, when you were saying disappearing into the building, I didn't know if you went into the- Sorry, he is disappearing into a built, uh, not, not the warehouse. Uh, he looks like he's disappearing into an apartment building and you hear some people like screaming inside. Oh, that's on them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was about to say, dude, you're the fucking shitty superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The other one goes to fire at you, Yardak. Fires wide. <laughs> just don't even ask me for it. You're just like, no. No, there's no way you could have hit because I've rolled higher before and missed. And there was one inside who uh, takes a shot over at you, Yardak. That one hits, though. Uh, so you're going to want to roll a toughness check with a reminder that you have a negative two. Yeah, minus two. Nine minus two is seven, so dirty 20. Because of this minus two, this is the fourth dirty 20 I've gotten for a toughness check. Yeah, and, and which is good, because that's exactly what you needed to not get hurt. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, roll the 20, shut the fuck up. I know, like, I'm not mad about it, but also, like, what the fuck? I've got a warehouse on top of me, shut up. This fight has also gone on way longer than I expected. I did, I did not uh, properly scale this. Oops. Yeah, this dude's tough as fuck. Bro, you stuck me in front of a fucking 10 foot 8 monstrosity. That's fair. I'm not fighting a man, I'm fighting a fucking homunculus. Slam pack guy, uh, who you hit with the anvil is gonna go after you, visual aid. Rude. Don't do that. Uh, dodge plus ten. Twenty. That misses. Yeah. The other one, meanwhile, though, from behind you that you dodged and slipped away from is also going after you. That one hits. No, rude. Uh. What do I need to roll? So you wanna make a toughness check with a negative one penalty. Can I use interpose so Ruby's under all the drywall? Okay. So with a negative one penalty, it's 24. He slams you up, your back hits the uh, the crates, and uh, you're going to take a negative, another negative one to future checks. I, I think you just hear, oof, on the comms. My neck, my back, other two are fine so far. Just so you know who's in your immediate vicinity, you've got machete guy, slam pack guy, rifle guy, um, and technically you have other super slam pack guy coming at you. Um, Don't like... I want to trap the big guy in my prison trap. Uh, so remember, that is one where you have to put it down with a stand or with a move action, and then he has to stand on it. Like you have to get him to stand or to move towards you. Yeah, I want to draw it in front of me. Okay. 
All right, so that's your move action. So you still have a standard action left then. Well, actually, the chain of events, I'm going to draw out my spear. Okay, that's a free action. Yeah, use the spear to draw the thing on the ground and then say, come get me, bitch. Free action. Are you going to do anything with your standard action? Hey, people with a big dick stand here. <laughs> God damn it. I just spit on my screen. You're going wall- to wallop machete guy with the broadside of your spear? I'm going to ready an attack. Who comes first, big dude or machete guy? In terms of the initiative? Yeah. Machete guy would be next. Then I'm going to ready a water whip so the second he comes at me, I just fucking swap. You're placing the initiative in order becomes the point where you took your ready to action. So yeah, you'd be right above him then in the initiative or, you know, if he's gone, you'd be at the bottom. I mean, I'm not high really in the first place, so. Yeah, you're in the middle right now. So all right, if you're all right with doing that, that's what you're doing. So you've got your spear out, you've got your rune placed, and you've got your action readied. Visual aid, a hail of gunfire from the pistol guys comes out to you. No, thanks. Here's the thing. These guys have yet to get a hit in because I just keep rolling between one, two, and three. And that's what just happened again. So again, a broad hail of gunfire. You're dodging out of the way. Maybe you're even dodging in front of the slam pack guy. Why am I the one getting my ass kicked? Because you're fighting a fucking Hulk. I was like, Jesus, these fucking stormtroopers. Basically. Like, you would think at this point they would just leave. If I was them, I would just leave. <laughs> RC, if you were them, you are them. Yeah, but I mean, if I were a person in, in this scenario. <laughs> you control them. It is your turn, Visual Aid. I think at this point I'm annoyed by all of them, too. So I'm fucking, they don't seem to be a threat. Dude, you just, like, conjure up some anthrax to throw at them? Jesus. <laughs> Stop it with all the murder tonight, guys. Hey, I haven't tried to murder anybody yet. I'm sorry, I have a house on me. Brandon, stop being dramatic. You have part of a wall. I'm over here doing my best impression of the Wicked Witch of the fucking East, dog. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good one. Okay. Anyway, uh, Rachel? I, I appreciate that reference. I knew you would. I made up for you. So how is the one that I threw the anvil on the first time looking? He looks hurt, but not super messed up. He did look like an accordion, but he finally sprung back up. How's the other one? How's the other one who actually, like, got me looking? Fine. Nothing's happened to him. Oh. Damn. Fuck it. He's getting an anvil, too. The one that doesn't hurt at all, isn't hurt at all? The one that's not hurt at all, but he got me, so... Okay, so he's gonna make a dodge. Alright, then he's not gonna dodge it, so he's gonna take the full brunt of it. Yay! <laughs> Negative one! <laughs> he is out. Uh, this one just gets slammed right in the head. Head and chin go right down to the ground. Anvil falls off of him, so, like, it's not crushing his head, but, like, he is conked out. He actually no-clipped through the floor. <laughs> That's all, folks. Uh, All right, so that was your standard action. Are you doing anything else? Yeah, I think I'm going to move maybe uh, a step a little bit farther away from the other guy who's still up. Okay, so kind of get yourself between him and the downed guy now? Yeah. Okay. I don't really know what I can do for Pam till I get these guys to go away. That's fair. Laserhawk, the monster, groggily gets back up. (laughs) Groggily. Goes to basically, like, punch you off of him. What's your dodge plus 10? 16. Oh, he misses. Oh, thank fuck. Um, so he is like, big, broad swing. He gets you off of him, but doesn't hurt you at all. And then he uses his move action to try to, like, unsteadily get himself back up. That's all he gets a chance to do uh, before Machete Guy goes for Yardak. Hell yeah, it's time, baby. Um, but you ready in action, so roll that attack. Shlip-a-bop. All right, 16, I'll take it. 16 was your total? Mm-hmm. That's a hit. What's the DC on that? 24. Like Billy from Predator, his machete was of no use to him as he gets walloped by your spear, slams against the wall, and, and drunkenly falls onto the ground. Hell yeah. 
And that's how you do that. The laser hawk, it's your turn if you want to tell me what y'all doing. Well, I socked one nut. How about two? We do things. How about you? So you're punching him in the nuts again or punching him in some capacity? Yes, I am socking him as hard as I can in the other testicle. Hopefully this will put him down. Okay. 27 altogether. That hits. DC of 25. I think it's kind of a repeat of earlier. Punch. He leans down. Boom. With uh, like maybe like your elbow or something. You just slam into his face. Blood is just free flowing from his nose as he wobbles and falls backwards unconscious. That is for the drywall I'm going to have to pick out of my ass later. All right. Anything else with your turn? Uh, yeah. I call the man a bitch and get closer to my friends. Which friend? Specifically Hornet or further into the warehouse where the others are? Is Hornet still getting your shit rocked? Who's getting your shit rocked the hardest? I want to go by them. Somewhere between Hornet and Visual Aid, I'd say. I mean, aren't they pretty close together? Yes, they are. Yeah, Hornet's still pinned to the ground uh, with a crate. You know what? I should probably go help Hornet. I'm going to head toward Hornet. All right, so you make it to about the entrance to the warehouse door, like kind of just past Yardak then. Bet. And it's Hornet's turn. Who... Does not wedge herself free. So she's got her leg pinned under like all of these like weights essentially. And she kind of turns herself onto her side so she can at least see what's going on. The fuck do we even lift for, Pam? Well, I was gonna say, visual aid's really the only one who can see this right now, but you can see that like her suit is pretty damaged from all the like, you know, because remember it was the weights fell on her and then one of those slam pack guys slammed them down into her. The one rifle guy you can see, Yardak, goes to shoot at you. Again? Fuck. Um, and that's gonna hit, so you're gonna wanna roll a toughness check. 17. So you got hit with a couple more shots, maybe like in, in the like leg or something. So you're gonna take another negative one. God damn. Um, and you hear the screaming from uh, inside as uh, one of the other guy with the rifle comes out with a hostage. Oh, Christ. I see. I haven't even had a chance to get to the people. I didn't even know there were fucking hostages. Yeah, you never told us there were hostages. Well, remember, no, he ran into he ran into an apartment building. Oh, that dickweed. Okay. And then the other rifle guy who was inside the warehouse goes to shoot at Hornet. Clips her a bit, and you know you see a couple shots do seem to pierce through the through the exoskeleton. Sweet, we're actually gonna kill another Hornet. <laughs> Not allowed. Well, viewers at home, go ahead and vote on the next Hornet. Are they fucking Robins at this point? God damn. Yardak, other slam pack guy goes to move towards you and activates your rune. So you said, uh, I dodge. What is the ranks on that? It says affliction eight. Yep. All right. So it'd be eight. So he's rolling a dodge against. He pretty much seems like he's trapped by it and he tries to go to punch his way out. Uh, yeah, and it seems to hold solid as the ice is just kind of enveloped around him. Yeah, he goes and steps into it, and a bunch of, uh, and a bunch of ice just immediately almost forms around his body, encasing him in ice, and you can see him slowly vibrating as he's trying to break through it, but he hasn't yet. You're stuck, bitch. And then the other slam pack guy goes for you, visual aid. Rude. Uh, swing and a miss, though, and so, (laughs) pistol guy's turn again. Let's see if they're ever gonna be more than stormtroopers. (laughs) No, no thanks. Man, twenty, dirty twenty. They see. I think that the rifle guy kind of hit Hornet and just kind of fire on her, and uh, she kind of does kind of curl up a little bit using the wingsuit part to kind of form some extra extra protection over her. Good for her. Then it is your turn, visually. Okay, so that one dick dude's still up, right? Correct. Do I go after him with the sword, or do I drop another goddamn anvil on this man? At this point, you know what's been going better? Anvils. So... You can make more complicated items now, Ruby. It's time to advance to dropping pianos. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are you doing? I'm dropping an anvil on this guy. So he's gonna do a dodge against it. Does not dodge out of the way. 
it lands on his foot. He howls out in pain, falls to the ground, and cracks his head against the ground and goes unconscious. Damn. Damn, it's like Tom and Jerry meets Reddit. Aki Ruby just goes, oh shit. <laughs> Specifically, r slash watch people die. Oh, I hate that. Are you doing anything else? Move closer to Pam. Okay. And I put myself between Pam and the people with guns. Not your smartest move, if I'm being honest. <laughs> not your smartest move. They're not hitting anything anyways. I mean, they just did. They literally, for the first time, did hit her. So yeah, she just got hit. I'm trying to be heroic. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was going to rush in, but now I have a hostage situation to deal with, so. In fact, that was heroic. You get a hero point. Yay! Yardak, it's your turn. Uh, so you've got Slam Pack Guy and one rifle regular guy, and then one rifle guy with a hostage. And I am going to run after the other dude that's not in the trap and take my spear and whack his legs out from under him. Okay, uh, what is the- well, you're gonna want to roll an attack check. 26. That is a- that is a super hit. Uh, what is the, uh, DC on that? 25. You sweep the leg- putting him in the air for just a second before he slams back on the ground and his uh, gun hits his chest where you hit him earlier in the sternum and uh, he just coughs up and uh, his head hits the ground and he goes unconscious. Damn tootin'. Then I want to move myself back in front of Slam Pack Guy. Okay. And then that brings us back to the top with Laserhawk. Boy, that's a real nice hostage situation you have going on. Be a real shame if someone shot in the face with solar shotgun. Be a real shame if I rolled a nat 20, making it 31 altogether. Uh, 25 DC. Did you say it was, a, it was a critical though? Did you roll a 20? Uh, yes, I rolled a nat 20. Yeah, so you can add plus 5 to your to your DC or you can do something else. No, I'll add plus 5 to that DC, making it a 30. Get fucked, hostage taker. In this economy, I think not. Precision shot right into the face. He drops his gun, lets go of them, and I imagine, like, once he makes an opening, you shoot another one out, sending him reeling back, like, onto the ground and sliding a bit. Yo, hostage, what's your name? Vanessa. You good, Vanessa? And she just immediately panic runs back into the apartment building. Why does this happen every time I try to talk to a girl and I try <laughs> to go inside the warehouse? <laughs> Hornet's turn. As she just finally wedges out from under the... Gestures toward Hornet. Oh yeah, probably because this is what happens to the women in my life. Um, so visually, you can see, like, her leg is, like, pretty crushed. Her suit is all kinds of mangled up. Like, sorry, not the leg itself, but, like, the exoskeleton suit that she's wearing is, like, you know, wires are exposed. It's it's not functional. I was like, hey, where's Yardak, actually? She kind of crawls behind one of the uh, crates, so she's out of out of range of the gunfire folks. Okay. She kind of looks up at you and just goes, <sighs> Cut up the fuck out. I'm not losing another one. God damn it. And she kind of gives like a thumbs up like I'm going to be okay. Fucking better. No one died until I came on the show. Uh, I know I go, oh, thank God. I don't know how, what metaphor I could have come up with this for, for Dr. Bellum. And uh, the rifle guy up at the top, though, does take aim and fire at you, Visual Aid. Again, these people, they're all rude. Dodge plus 10 is 20. I, I have it memorized now. Yeah, that, hey, that's awesome. Uh, he missed. Uh, good. Slam pack guy uh, tries to break out from his, his cage. Don't do it, weak bitch. And is not able. He just You, you see like a little bit of crickly crackling, but it's just nothing like... if uh, you're, You know this ice well enough to know like it's going to hold for a while still, uh, unless something drastically changes. Pistol guys are going to rain fire though again, uh, just across... Who are they raining fire on now? Uh, you and Hornet. Yeah, again, they miss. 
Uh, like some shots are coming pretty darn close to you now. Like I would, I would get out of the way if I were you. Uh, it is your turn now. How many are there up there? Uh, six pistol guys and one rifle guy. Are they like all? They're like over me, right? Is there like? So they're on like yeah, like a metal like railing kind of rafters thing. Okay, could I? Okay, because I'm trying to imagine this. Could I like make a giant wall just in front of them? Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Okay, I'm making a giant wall in front of them. I'm gonna have you roll a create check for that. Okay, a natural twenty. Uh, yeah. So now like pretty much none of you can see them like. Uh, they'd have to come to the end of one of the rafters to really be able to shoot, and it's just you know, nobody's visible right now. So you've given yourself some reprieve for a quick moment there, it seems. Yeah, that, and then I'm using my move action to go with Pam, behind the, wherever Pam is. What crates are not still busted up? Yeah. Thanks for coming to get me. Of course. Teamwork makes the dream work. Do I get a chuckle out of Pam? She coughs up blood in the way that insists humor. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, when you really, now that you've gotten, gotten away and you get a closer look, like, the chest part of the suit is pretty caved in. Her leg is pretty gnarled up. Like, uh, uh, like you don't think she'd be able to stand on her own very well without mm-hmm. some effort. Luckily, I can make some crutches. And Yardak, it's your turn. If you want to know who's left, you've got one rifle guy and six pistol guys in the rafters. And Slam Pack Guy, actually. I think it's everybody that's left. Yeah. I want to leave Slam Pack Guy where he is and take a chance and run into the building with the people with the Pam and Ruby. And I want to try to... Find a way to start taking them out to get Pam and Ruby out of their crosshairs. Well, that's the thing. Ruby put up that wall, so now, like, you know, they aren't really able to shoot her, at least not until they move. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're still stuck in the building with them. Yeah, so you could uh, use the re- you could double move action, and you'd be able to, like, maybe run up the stairs to get to them. And then I don't get a, uh, an action. Not unless you uh, power stun. Okay, then, yeah, I'll do that. I'll at least get myself there. Okay, so, yeah, you're, like, right around the corner from them, uh, where you hear all of them kind of, like, reloading and kind of, uh, like, whispering real quick like all right we're gonna we're all gonna go in together right and it's uh laserhawk's turn so hey i'm not gonna hit yardak if i shoot down the crosswalk now am i uh no he's just at the top of the stairs so the crosswalk is still like a separate part cool bang 24 altogether. uh that definitely hits uh what is the dc on your solar shotgun that's also 24 for an inanimate object it's it's pretty much a guaranteed hit but since you took a roll and got it that actually gives you a plus five bonus that'd be a 29 then you fire uh, a shot through, like, one of the support beams for it, and you hear as, like, the whole one side closer to the end of the warehouse collapses. Yardak, you're watching this, too, as the whole section just falls off in front of you, and you see them all kind of uh, scrambling to kind of get a grip on it. Little one thing here. Uh, the pistol guys all uh, fail to get any kind of grip on it and just fall, like, one... One after another, like lemmings, doom, 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 onto the ground, just falling in a big pile. The guy with the rifle, though, still has a grip on the grating uh, and is holding himself, like, kind of hanging in the air. Can I move fast to him? It is not your turn yet, so no. Gordon's just skipping her turn because she doesn't really have anything she can do right now. Uh, the rifle guy goes uh, and tries to take aim at you, Laserhawk. Wildfire uh, completely misses you. Ah, uh, get fucked. Slam pack guy. Yard act from your position, you do see some cracks starting to form in uh, in his ice cage. Ooh, I just needed to hold long enough for me to get to Pam and heal her ass. Visual aid, it is your turn. What are they doing up there now? All you've got left is the one rifle guy who's hanging from the remains of the rafters and kind of trying to fire at people and not doing very well. And you've got the slam pack guy who is all covered in ice cage. I can't see the ice cage guy, all right? No, not from where you are currently. Well, there's something I want to do, but it's so stupid. <laughs> I don't want to use a hero point on it. Well, it does sound like Yardak wants to Mufasa him, so. Yeah, I do. Can I use my move action to help her up? Yeah. And then I would like to use my standard action to literally like, make a crutch for her. 
Or like a walking stick of some kind. But I don't, would a walking stick or a crutch be better for her? Crutch would probably be better in this scenario because she's got one leg that's like completely mangled. I make a crutch and I hand it to her. And yeah, it's just you kind of like with your help and the crutch kind of gets gets set up and steady. Yeah, and then I would like to use the rest of my move action to kind of start trying to move closer to Yardak. Although I don't I don't know if we... Yeah, I guess we're moving closer to Yardak. And so she kinda, you left her like basically on her own, right? Like you're not like shouldering her anymore because you gave her the crutch. Oh, well, I was imagining I was still probably shouldering her. Uh, Yardak, it is your turn. Alrighty. Then, uh, I don't even know what the fuck role that would be for me to go over there and go, long live the king! Either your spear or an unarmed attack check to just, like, I imagine you're just, like, kicking his hand. Yeah, not even, like, a kick. I want to go, like, ooh, shoo-shoo, shoo-shoo, and, like... What, just, like, slowly putting pressure on his on his fingers? No, not even putting pressure, but just, like, like little kicks, like, shoo-shoo, shoo-shoo. Like, like if a cat is trying to get into something. So you're just trying to nudge, you're trying to nudge his hand off of- Yeah, like, be a real bitch about it. Nah, stomp on it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna nudge. I'm just gonna say, and this shit's for Hornet, and stomp on his hand. Alright, so I'm not gonna make you roll for that. What's the DC? What would that be? Uh, unarmed? Uh, 21. You just hear him go, ah, uh, and he's trying to maintain the grip, and he goes, ah, and he lets go, and he falls <laughs> into the pile of guys, um, <laughs> and kind of reaches out for a second, and then goes unconscious. Um, that leaves just a lot of you and Frozen Slam Pack guy. I'm gonna say you're out of initiative, um, unless, uh, that guy breaks out. Where's Yardak? I, I gotta get- right, I'm right up there, that's why I'm like, I wanted to find a way to get to you. At that point, you're like 15 feet away from each other, like, you can see each other now. But Yardak is up- on the thing, right? He can look down from his where he's at and see you. Okay, I see where he is, and I make a staircase for him to come down. <laughs> All right. I'm like, need your help. Shoosh. So I skedaddle down the stairs and run over to Pam and then like drop down and immediately start trying my hardest to heal her as best as I can. Roll a heal check. Uh, Laserhawk. Uh, just just a little observation you make when you look out. Uh, you see uh, Sean Ortega and her cameraman up on the apartment building, and you just see her like do like a fist pump, like hell yeah. Yeah. Tbh, I forgot she was there. Neat. I would like to get out of view of the camera before dropping to a knee and taking a breath. Twenty-seven overall. You're gonna need to get her out of the suit to like fully heal her, but she looks like a lot more steady. Okay. As long as she ain't like dying light. She's not seeing any kind of uh, tunnels or anything, so she's conscious and, and aware and everything. It's just like her leg, because of the exoskeleton being mangled, she still kind of needs the crutch. Mm. And you still see Slam Pack guy is out there, kind of trying to break away. At this point, the police have kind of realized that, like, hey, situation's gone kind of quiet, and they've started, like, pulling their perimeter in closer. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, you see Detective Zoe Shepard. Hey. Did, did Shana Ortega realize everything was, like, done before the police did? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably just five, for a few moments, because she had that, that vantage point. All right, uh, what are you all doing now? I want to go out to Slam Pack Eye. All, all of us. All of us should go out and surround Slam, Slam Pack Eye. I was say, like, are we leaving Hornet here? Hornet's still not great, right? I mean, well, bring her with, and then kind of set her down, and then go surround Slam Pack Eye. So what Brock's gonna do, because Ruby definitely mentioned it over the intercom, I'm going into the sewer grates. Oh, fuck me, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. Unfortunately, I had a 19-foot-7 monstrosity to fight. <laughs> Just keeps getting bigger each time. I, I hand him a piece of pizza and, and go, here, for the sewer. Cow, I fucking hate my life when I go down. Alright, so you're going into the sewer, what's Visual Aid doing? I ask Hornet, I was like, do you need anything else from me? I'm probably not gonna be able to get back to the hut on my own power, and I don't even think, I don't think I can get to my place. I don't, do you have the van nearby? I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's nearby. I can help you get there. Thanks. And I guess... Yardak, it sounds like you're gonna hang out near the, the one guy. Because, I mean, like, the slam pack's gonna wear off eventually. Yeah, you can see within the ice, he's starting to, like, go back to normal size. 
Oh, okay. Well, then as soon as he goes, I'll hop down on the sewer with uh, Brock and see if he needs any backup. Brock, you're really not seeing anything at this point. It's pretty dark down there. It's it's smelly. There, it, you can't really hear anything. Ah, yes, Carl's room. You're not really doing very well at picking up on any on a tra- any trail or anything. Now, what if I were to roll a silly little investigation check? Okay, go for it. 20, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, yeah, you, you take some time and you see some scrapes along the wall, like where the uh, briefcase might have uh, might have scraped against it. And I think Yardak's not too far behind you. You're following it and eventually you, you find an out to the sewer, like another another grate that's opened. Um, and when you come out, you just see on the ground, you see some peeled out tire tracks. Ah, hell. So we're looking for Decepticons. <laughs> Obviously. God damn it, this is going to be the hard. They're already in disguise. <laughs> Uh, I guess the one thing you do see on the ground is, like, a shard of metal, like, probably broken off from the from the briefcase. I mean, I'll take it for shits and yees, but I guess I'm gonna mope my way back. Ruby, Pam, you've both gotten your way back to the visual van without issue. Pam's kind of just in the passenger seat, kind of taking a breather still. Great, and I, so I'm gonna talk, I was like, do you need to get back there right now? Uh, should I go? Viz, do what you gotta do. I was like, do you need me to make you anything? I'm just gonna rest, okay? Uh, I, I give her a thumbs up, and I, I'm heading back towards the sewer, I guess. Into the comms. I, I got hoarded back to the visual van. I'm coming back to you guys for backup uh, anywhere I should head first. Don't worry about it, Fizz. We're on our way back now. This ended up being a dead end. The guys got away. All right, one more time. Hey, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. All right. Um, you, when, you, when you all get back into the warehouse at this point, Zoe Shepard has kind of gathered up everybody, uh, handcuffing them, got, got some special teams collecting the slam pack stuff. Hey, sorry, I, don't, I didn't know where you all got to. I didn't know if you needed any backup. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, thanks. This was a real dangerous operation going on here. Yeah, no problem. What the fuck was all that about anyway? Everything happened so goddamn quick. What, what do you mean? Like we just started in the fight. We don't know what started it. Oh, uh. Yeah, bro, you threw us in the middle of combat. Contacts, please, daddy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was fucking great. But why? <laughs> oh, uh, basically, this was just another, you know, you keep finding out more and more Blue Cross gang pop activity popping up again. It seems like a big deal, though. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen them quite at this level in quite a long time. Ruby's having some PTSD. When you look up, you actually see arriving on his motorcycle is Agent Alan Rickard. Told you she booty called him. Hey, what up? Rickard walks up and goes, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Holding up all right? I- I'm I'm back. I'm out here now, right? Because I came out. Yeah, everybody. at this point, everybody's gathered back together. It's rough. Uh, the Hornet got a little beat up, but Yardak was able to help her. Lewis gave me a heads up that this was going on, and I just wanted to come check in on y'all. That's sweet. Sorry I missed the action. Oh, good. Turns to Ruby. Where's the kid? In the van. Turns to Shepard. Are we, like, good here, or do you need us for anything else? No, you've done a tremendous amount. You two want to handle all the paperwork while I drag Hornet back tonight? Before we skedaddle, I think we should give Rickard the uh, bit of metal we found. Really see if they can't run some kind of, on some bullshit trace diagnosis shit. They can do that at the laser hut. Yeah, true. I forget we have what's-his-nuts. <laughs> Fuck what's-his-nuts, I'm what's-his-nuts. Like, literally, there's a whole, like, crime lab inside the laser hut. It's this whole thing. Not that you know. You guys never come down here because you're too busy playing with the fucking dogs. Do you say anything else to Rickard? Or are you just leaving Rickard behind? Or? This is a genuine question from Rachel. Does Rickard know where the laser hut is? I can imagine that Brock would have trusted him enough to... I'm pretty sure he's been there, hasn't he? When you all start leaving, though, uh, he does check his phone, and he says, Hey, actually, I just got a, a text from Lewis. He asked if you all could come in in the morning. Uh... Sure. Sounds good. Uh, we'll be there. I was like, I think we're heading back 
to the hut to make sure everything's good with Hornet. And they go, like, what about you? What do you want to do? Um, I can come with y'all. I'm done for the night. Uh, this was just, you know, I said, uh, Lewis just gave me a heads up. If y'all want to crash, I just finished making a little barrack area in the hut. Out of the, the way the barracks area kind of like melded together in my ears, I'm like, what the fuck's a barrack area? That's where you keep your barracudas. Yeah, well, yeah, once you come back, we can, I don't know, we can talk about, I was like, it was crazy tonight. Sure, I'll, I'll come back with you. So, hey, it's not that I don't trust Pam in your van, it's just that I'm quicker. Am I not? Can I, we assume that we're far enough away where we can start using real names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been assuming you're walking like the couple, like the block and a half or whatever to get to the, the van. So look, I trust you in the van. It'll be quicker if I take Pam and hop back to the hut. She probably wants to lay the fuck down. Uh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, sounds good. Just, just make sure if she doesn't think it's like too bumpy or anything, just. I check. I would just check with her first. Gentle boings. Not the first time I've had to vault someone in severe medical duress back to safety. Hey, while you're driving back, you guys want to grab a pizza or something? I'm kind of tired after having a building fall on me. <laughs> I make a pizza and hand it to him. Uh, well, do it at the hut. It's going to get cold and I bounce off a of pan. <laughs> Fuck your pizza. I take one of the pieces of pizza and eat it and then get rid of the rest of the pizza. All right. So you're heading over to the van ahead of the rest of them. I imagine Rickard has to take his motorcycle, right? Yeah. So it's just Yardak and I. It's fine, but it's just the girls. It's Carly Ray Jepsen time. Hell yeah, bitch. All right. So the two of you are driving back to the hut. Yeah, if you get up to Hornet, uh, you know, when you ask her about, like, uh, you know, hopping over, she kind of just, like, nods. Real quick, how many fingers am I holding on? One asshole. That's a finger, not an asshole. Yeah, you're more beat up than I thought you were. So you hop over, you get her into the hut, you know, I imagine, like, you, you open up the, the actual main facility of the hut so that it has the medical equipment and what, medical equipment and whatnot. Yeah, I helped Pam get out of the suit so she could actually, like, fucking relaxing shit. All right, so yeah, so now she's just kind of in the uh, the jumpsuit that's underneath it, um, which is a bit more, like, breathable, and uh, and you see, like, the leg is, like, real mangled, like, you might as well just build another one um, for the exoskeleton. So good news, bad news, kid. That's fucked, but I might know people who can help you with it. It's whatever. He's not a little defeated. Yeah, because she just got her ass whooped. Oh, yeah. I had to curl up into a fetal position, Laserhawk. You think I've never done that? Sometimes the fight doesn't go our way, kid. You fought to the best of your ability, just that that was a lot of shit we had to deal with. I know you're going to, even though I'm going to say this, because you're more like me than I care to admit. But don't fucking beat yourself up over this one. Beat them up instead. Alright, I just, I need to rest, okay? That's no problem. Do you need help getting up to the barracks? No, I'm good now, thanks. Alright, I kind of point out, like, which former hole in the wall is the barracks. Hey out there. So, the Blue Cross gang are up to their old tricks, huh? Just wanted to let you know that we've done another live stream since the last episode went out. If you check out our YouTube channel, you can watch Blast from the Past, which takes place in the 80s. So, bit of what Heroing looked like 30 years before our main cast took the scene. And of course, if you want to help the show, you can go to our Ko-fi to send us a tip. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. Alternately, you can always leave us a review. Anyways, go ahead and think that over. Let it roll around your noggin for a little bit. But for right now, hey, let's get back to the mayhem.
All right. And I think it's not too long after that. Then you all get get back there. Uh, you guys in the van pounding out some Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, can we say that since there's a like a little bit in between them getting here and Pam going up that I start like trying to run shit on this metal triangular thing? Yeah, you can start like your analysis on it. Yeah, just see what I can find out. I'm not expecting anything huge, but I was able to find a bank robber through a sample of dirt once, so fuck it, who knows? So the others get there. What do you all do? Make that pizza. And wait for the results. The same thing they always do when they're at the height and I'm working. They play with my dogs, the fuck? It's not delivery. It's the ruby. Brock boos you from the basement. Boo. Takes pizza anyway, but boo. I want to say that you guys boo, but Rickard smiles. Oh, Rickard hella smiles. Rickard thought it was cute as hell. Rickard's like, fuck yeah, I got to go home with that. Rickard and a lot of you and Pam's kind of resting in the barracks now. I go down and see if there's anything the Laserhawk needs help with. Yes, Bring me another slice. Snakes another slice out of thin air and gives slice. Dope. Does that look funny to you? I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with techno battle dialogue. Uh, you're going to need to recalibrate uh, your spectrometer to... Uh, it's not recognizing whatever kind of metal this is. There's something special about it. So, hey, look. The thing about wants is saying that the fuckity dude doesn't exist. But I know for a fact that's a fuckity dude. I'm looking at the fuckity dude. Those are all scientific terms. I've been spending too much time with you because that made sense. <laughs> Moments where I can't tell if it's Ruby or Rachel talking. Yes. Both. It's both. God, would Union have anything more advanced? I don't know. Hey, Rickard! Hey, what's up, what's up, Laserhawk? Brock, we're off duty now, right? Doesn't fucking matter. You're in my laser hut. I get it. Take a look at this. And he kind of pick. He kind of picks up the metal and he kind of looks at it. He's like, "What's it from?" I don't know, and that's the issue. So, where did you find it? You never explained it, Ruby. Oh yeah. So I went through the sewers. I poke my head up to where I'm pretty sure that they went. Tire tracks, but this was lying on the ground. I presume it fell off the case. I don't fucking know. Maybe a crackhead dropped it. Either way, now I'm interested. Fair. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, you know, we did recently upgrade a bit at the outpost. You know, it's still pretty ramshackle compared to Echo Base, but, uh, might be able to run it through some things, check a few things for you. Well, we gotta go there in the morning anyway, so that's convenient one thing in my life yeah b- by the way ruby i'm gonna have to get up early uh because i gotta i gotta be there pretty darn pretty darn early in the morning crack of dawn kind of thing sounds like we all gotta be there at the crack of dawn dickhead i think we're all about to hit the hay too you know i want to send a text to ruth not sure if you've noticed but there's been a crazy increase in gang activity have you seen anything got any leads for me have you heard anything around the city See if Ruth got an ear to the ground. Uh, she texts back and says, you know, hey, uh, haven't really been tracking gang activity. I can add that to my roster. Her little Rolodex of every fucking thing she does. <laughs> if you're noticing it, we, you know, we might want to have our uh, eyes on it as well. Uh, I want to text her back saying, time for our monthly brunch. Yeah, sure. Uh, same place as always. Hell yeah. And for reference, it's it's like a, it's like a Wednesday right now. Uh, so yeah, anything else before y'all go to bed? Joint. I think I'm heading to bed. Rickard's bunking with us, right? Well, hey, I, I can stay here, but like I said, I gotta get up real early, so I can I can go stay at my place, you know, I don't want my alarms to wake y'all up. That's fine, I wanna be up when you're up. You know what one thing Ruby does? He looks at the barracks and makes everyone better pillows. Next support. Rickard's familiar with sleeping uh, in some, you know, basic bunk beds. Basic? I'm sorry, do you have fancier bunk beds than the army? Yes! This is my home! These are the barracks, I figured these are like- Where my friends sleep- where your children plays with their toys. 
No, Carl has his own room I'm setting up. That's fair. Uh, all right, so yeah, fine. Rickard goes to sleep in your nice bunk beds. God damn right. Put some respect on my heart. And everyone has lovely dreams, I'm sure, except for Ruby, who was reminded of her of her incident with the original Hornet. So much trauma. <laughs> Ruby's doing all the breathing exercises that Dr. Bellum taught her. Yardak, you're having a nice dream about uh, the last time you got to see Yardama. Oh, bless. Oh, it's a wet dream. We're not going to dignify that with a response. All right. Um, so Rickard wakes up, uh, crack of dawn. It's like, you know, five in the morning. His, uh, his watch buzzes and wakes him up so he doesn't make an alarm. He kind of just gently tries to shake you awake. Yeah. All right. Rise and shine, buddy. Good morning, Starshine. The Earth says hello. You want coffee? You got time for coffee? I'm making coffee anyway, but you want coffee? Yeah, sure. Hup to, hup to, private. And I let myself fall off the balcony onto a mattress I've conveniently placed for myself on the ground, right outside of the kitchen. A mattress? Yeah, Brock's renovating the hut. Yeah, I know, but like, the mattress feels like it wouldn't take- How? It must be a very short fall, otherwise the mattress is useless. I'm a superhero, I can't take that? Alright, just doesn't sound pleasant, but yeah, alright, fine. Uh, yeah, you bounce right off and you fall into a running position, or into a walking stance. Don't go make coffee. Rickard downs his coffee and says, all right, we heading out? Yeah, let me get the rest of the knuckleheads. We'll meet you up there, bud. I gently wake up, my friends. I'm a nice guy. I think Pam instinctively, like, you might go to nudge her, and she instinctively grabs you by the wrist. Yeah, hey, kid, nice to see you. Can you please let go? That's a little tight. Sorry, sorry. You're good. Had a hell of a night. Anyways, I'm gonna wake up the other two douchebags. All right, um, right, I'm, I'm not coming to... Union stuff, all right? I'm 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 gonna head home. Um, hey, take your time. I got breakfast in the kitchen. Seriously, I trust you'll lock the place up. Yeah. Thanks, Brock. Anyways, for the rest of you douchebags, there's cereal bars in the cabinet. Let's go. All right. Um, it sounds like then you have a pretty leisurely drive over to the Union base in downtown Riverside. It's early morning Riverside before all of the commuters are out. Sun's just coming over the water. It's a really nice morning, it looks like. You know, it's a little, you know, it's it's winter, so it's definitely cold out, but it hasn't snowed recently. It's a lovely morning. Shame what's about to happen to us. I don't know what's about to happen to us, but real shame about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really every every time. Anytime our camera zooms into what's actually going on in the city for the day. If you ever hear RC go, it's a fucking shitty day in Riverside, then you'll finally hear me breathe a sigh of relief. When you enter the Union Outpost in downtown Riverside City, um, it does appear to have received some major upgrades since your last visit. There are multiple TVs on the wall, they're displaying like news reports, there's a revolving set of like live feed images from different locations. One of them sets a cartoon network. You see Agent Alan Rickard at his desk, uh, working on some paperwork on a couple different tablets. Three other agents, uh, whom, whom you've met in passing, they're all at the coffee machine. Uh, they're kind of crowded around, watching videos on one of their phones, and they kind of, one of them gives you kind of like a little, little mini salute when he sees you. I give him a wave and say, hey, have you guys seen Huey Lewis? We need to news and he kind of gestures over towards lewis's office where you can see the doors open and he's kind of just pouring over like a whole bunch of files and stuff sup lewis hey kevin and he looks at his watch he goes oh hey um i realized i didn't give you a time thanks for coming in so early we could have slept longer runs his hands through his hair down his face he looks a combination exhausted little on edge oh kevin i'm gonna be honest last time you looked anywhere near this you ended up in the hospital so uh i'm gonna need you to give me a download on what's going on real quick no it's nothing like that uh visual i'm i'm just got a lot on my plate right now 
So what can we do to help? He's kind of flipping through one of the, he's again, there's like a lot of files all over the table. He sees like, he tries, tries to gather some of them off to the side away from you all. And he pulls one out of the stack and he goes, yeah, so, so I don't have any hard evidence yet, but I really want to ask you guys to look into something. Shoot, cowboy. It gives you the file. It's the Beachline neighborhood, uh, which is kind of like in the very eastern corner of Riverside. Uh, like along the along the water, you know, just with the recent rise in gang activity, just been kind of trying to track some things, and we haven't been able to pinpoint it, but it feels like everything's coming out of this neighborhood. Do I know anything about this neighborhood? Yeah, it's it's a residential neighborhood, definitely a little sleepier. You know, it's along the water, so it's uh, you know, near the docking areas. So a little suburby. Like, is it nice? Like, would it be considered nice? Nicer than your area, but not particularly like nice, nice. Like, so it's working class, nice. Okay. And he just kind of trails off for a second. Kind of just looks like he's looking over at you and Yardak, but it's just kind of staring out into into space a little bit. So what do you know that's not on this little manifesto here? And he snaps back, what, what was that? So what's on your brain? What do you know that's not written here? Yeah, you've got a thousand yard glare going right now. Mm-hmm. Gotta be honest, not inspiring a lot of confidence. No, it's, um, really, that's, that's all I have to go on right now. It's just like, a, when I tried tracking some of the reports of things you guys have been dealing with, a lot of them have just seemed to at least had something that passed through that area, whether it's a car or, and it could just be coincidental. You know, I, I've learned to trust my gut and want to make sure you guys get to see. I'm going to, he scratches his head. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Um, do you guys want anything? Ruby, make him a cup of coffee. Yes, I would like to walk with you to get that coffee. Okay, and uh, Visual and Yardak, are you staying in the office then? I was like, yeah, if there's anything you need to talk about, I'm like, you can talk with me. I, you seem a little distracted. Actually, yeah, I want to kind of poke around. Some days there's just not enough Kevin to to cover all the bases. And he goes out and he starts, uh, he grabs a, you know, coffee. He's probably been sitting there brewing for a little while. Can we backtrack two seconds? Hmm. Can I roll an insight when he says that? Not enough Kevin to go around line to see how full of shit he is? Okay, uh, go for it. <laughs> 29. You think he genuinely means that, like, he is getting, he feels pulled in all directions. Poor guy. Alright, well, I'm still gonna follow him out. I wanna stay in the room. Okay. Visual? I'll stay with Yardak and let Laserhawk. Get, get the moment with Kevin. I am dog-tired, Laserhawk. You and I both, but I'm sure you heard about my night. Yeah, good good work out there. I um, appreciate that. You guys do so much for this city. I, I, wish, I wish I could offer more support. Yeah, we know it, but we're not doing this to get pats on the head. No, I suppose that's the dogs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Visual and Yardak, what are you up to? I want to poke around the office, see what other things... <laughs> Not that I don't trust him, I'm just nosy. I want to check the potted plant, I know there's something up with him. <laughs> uh, roll an investigation check. I'm gonna ask, what are you doing? Hood rat shit. 22. What are you doing? Make it Brock proud. I'm asking Yardak, what are you doing? D- just, uh, looking. What, do you think we need to talk about Kevin? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> All that was was a lead into a joke. Yeah! Do you want to, uh, aid the investigation check? Sure. Okay. Just roll investigation then. I don't know if you have any points in it, but you know, I'll actually let you do. I'll let you do. Perce- I'll let you do perception. Fuck! I'm rolling bad tonight. Sex overall. So I would say uh, you're poking around a little bit. I imagine kind of like you know taking a quick look outside, to make sure no one's watching you. You find you know a little bit more about that neighborhood again. Not not any real details other than what Kevin had already kind of shared. Just a little more detail than what he was you know showing you. You see another uh, memo. It's basically requesting that Gemini and Ulrich return to Riverside. Ooh. Ooh. But it also you notice that it's like classified eyes only ASAP. 
request. It has a frowny face stamped on it, so you're pretty sure it's not good. You don't know enough about it to really make more of it. it just says it's just titled Satellite Imagery from Deep Space Probe Wilson Alpha Centauri One. Is this about Ruby? Ruby's wondering that too. Uh, right before Kevin walks back in, you see uh, a file. I think like you just have enough time to like make it out, like you're not really searching through them, and it just says Atlantean Threat Analysis. Bitch, I'll give you a threat. I'm gonna point out there was literally just a silver war there. Fair. And we came back and told them, by the way, we told them about the future. Fair. Bro, I've been here for, like, not as long as you guys, and I've already fought half a dozen Atlanteans. You're the only one that I don't think is a twat. So, yeah, that's that's all you capture before Kevin comes back in the room. He seems distracted, doesn't seem to take notice that of what you were doing. So you want us to go check out what's going on over there? Yeah, beach line. Thanks. Um... Yeah, I just kind of like, you know, don't, you don't have to do anything. You can just kind of keep us in the loop. I don't, you know, I don't want you having to put yourself at risk. Everything okay? So do you have a file you can give us for anything, Kevin, or? He goes to reach towards his pile. Oh, I thought I, man, I am just scatterbrained. I thought I left over there. Oh, there it is. And he goes to hand it uh, to you, Laserhawk. Don't. Anything else you need us for? No. Uh, Rickard mentioned, do you need my help with something? Oh, yeah. And I pull the triangle out of my pocket. I have no idea what this is. Whatever you're thinking it is, I ran the tests, and it's not. Okay, and he he reaches into his desk, pulls out like a a latex glove, and goes and puts his hand out. For a split second there, I thought that might have been test light, or perhaps uh, Poseidium or something like that. It is... Nothing I've seen before. Hey, I'll, I'll take a look at it. If our, if our lab boys say anything, I'll let you know. Awesome. I'm pretty sure it came from the Blue Cross gang, so, you know, a little bit of emergency, but... The, the local gang? That's what I fucking said, dude. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what we find out. Yeah, they've really been slamming those packs. <laughs> Rickard kind of walks up and hands some of the files he's completed to, uh, to Lewis, who signs off on him. Hey, guys. Hi. Howdy. Rickard, can uh, I talk to you about some of those files I brought to you this morning? And he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, um, I'm going to need the room. If you need anything, just let me know, okay? Of course, I'll, I'll call you later. All right, and Rickard kind of gives you a wink when, he goes, when you go to leave. What? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Rickard closes the door when you leave the office. What are you guys doing? Do a little scouting. Let's, let's get back in the van, head back down. You guys go ahead and go with the van. I can get there quicker. We get it. You can jump. So what's the plan here? I have a stealth from 16. I'm going to bounce over there and get to creeping. All right, but it's a big, it's a pretty big neighborhood. It's not just like a, it's not just like a single block. It's not like, like an actual physical, like neighborhood that you would live in. It's like what we would call like Hillcrest in San Diego as a neighborhood. Yeah. It's a district or whatever you want to call it. I guess I'll ride in the van like a fucking butts. I don't know why for a second. There's no reason to think this, but I thought you were going to have us go like undercover, like we're buying a house in the neighborhood to like. I mean, that's also what I thought. Like, I thought some wacky bullshit was about to happen. So you're talking about heading towards Beach Line. What is the plan? Fuck if I know, because apparently this place is huge. Well, it's not huge, but it's at least like, you know, six, seven blocks worth. So I'm just trying to figure out like what what your plan is. If you're just going to walk around. I was saying like, you can't just start walking around and roughing people up. No, but I can walk around and get a feel for the neighborhood. That and also because of all the tech stuff and kit and everything, if you have like some cameras and 
throw some cameras up and keep an eye on. Just let me turn this into a surveillance state. Let's do it. RCTV? I was kidding. RC literally just clarified at the start of this that I'm not made of money, okay, guys? No, but I'm an ambassador. Let me write this blank check. You're an ambassador to a failed state right now, so I wouldn't try to pull that weight too much. You're a failed state. I mean, some days, but I get up the next day, right? <laughs> this boy out here really trying to write a check for three million seashells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm driving. Uh, do we want to just drive around for a second? I don't know if that's going to look suspicious. Should we just walk around and see? Also, is it in, is it in visual van mode? No, because the Blue Cross clans would be very suspicious of a visual aids van just coming by. You two take a little bit of a stroll. I'm going to try and get vertical in Hawkeye. Sorry, Rachel felt dumb for a second because I forgot Hawkeye was like an actual term and not just like- No, I'm going to murder a man with a bow and arrow, Rachel. You heard me right. <laughs> You're getting out of the van and, and going vertical at least? Yeah, trying to get up on the tallest building I can. And Is there a free parking lot I can just park the van at? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, it's mostly a lot of uh, two-story houses, um, but there is a big uh, church parking lot uh, that has a pretty tall clock tower. I'm going to say that Yardak and I are walking around. Can I see if I perceive anything whilst walking around? If you want to do any combination of perceiving or investigation checks. I want to percept the fuck. I don't have investigation, so we're perceiving. Perceive or investigate. Perestigate. I perceive nothing. You have a hero point. I would like to pertimidate. I would like to yell at the area until it gives me the information I need. You know what? I'm re-rolling because guess who rolled a fucking nat one again? Dice jail. Jesus, Rachel. I'm, re- I'm using my hero point. I'm, re- I'm re-rolling. Okay, what is 13, 21 get me? 16. And Brandon, what are you doing? Uh, I'm on top of the clock tower. I'm going to fucking muck around. Yeah, are you, doing perception, are you doing perception or investigate? I mean, everyone else, it sounds like he's rolling an investigate or uh, perception. I guess I'll roll an investigate just to be different. Well, I just rolled in that fucking 20, so 30 altogether. Damn. Ruby and Yardak, you're kind of just walking around the neighborhood. I imagine just doing some, like, you know, big loops. Everything seems to be pretty normal overall. Except that one house with all the shutters falling off. <laughs> no, what I would say you notice after after a bit of time spent in the neighborhood. You meet a funny man named Truman. Is it his show, Brandon? You notice that like the same three cars keep showing up. Oh my god, it is Truman. You, if you wait long enough, you see kind of like a pattern to them. Are we on the fucking Truman show? Is this the podcast episode where we find out that we've been in the podcast the whole time? You see kind of three cars going in a pattern. What you notice, Laserhawk, is again, you don't, it's a clock tower, so you don't have like a perfect view of the whole place. But based on looking at a map and stuff, some of it doesn't make any sense in terms of like like how they're forming this pattern. Something doesn't doesn't make any sense. Like there's like some one way streets and some spots where there's no connecting road. What the fuck kind of parallel? I see a valley and it looks pretty fucking uncanny. I assume that we have our communicators in. I can't imagine that they can really use them, but I can't no problem. Oh, you mean just because they're out in the open? Yeah. Well, that's what you see. You don't. You can't quite put anything together beyond that yet. I know what I want to do. I want to find a place that I can't really be seen, and I want to summon a shardling. Okay. And then I want to have the shardling collapse himself into a puddle and kind of wiggle wobble his way out into the road. And then when the next car comes by of that set, I want him to real quick hop on. (laughs) Ruby's 
a little too freaked out thinking the Truman Show might be real. Brandy got to do with sound effects. I don't give a fuck about no Truman Show. I'm happy. So I don't think you have any kind of telepathic connection with them, right? I can see through their eyes. Remote sensing sight and sound. Okay. So yeah, so you can see through their eyes. We call it water sight. You see that this guy has to replace his muffler. So yeah, when you go into this uh, shardling view state, you see like he's on the bottom of the car. He's holding on. And then suddenly he's in a white void and he's let go like he like, he, like he's no longer holding on to a car and he's just on the ground. The fuck? And he just kind of looks around and he goes, eh? Fucking yikes. I don't know. I thought that was a really good idea of me, but now I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, it was a great idea. Unfortunately, we're in a predicament. And you just saw the same three cars go around again. Again, they're not like in a line with each other. Ruby looks at Yardak and just goes, good morning. And in case I don't see it, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, I guess. I want to take my water and like spray it down onto the road. And then when it gets to under the car, I want to like shoot it straight up and like knock the car over. Okay, I can I say that I see... Yardak do this, and can I make it look like a fire hydrant is there, and that is what happened, in case. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's a fire hydrant around here, we'll do that. Brock's just looking out like, why is there an in and out on this ghost? <laughs> Alright, roll an attack check. Do I have to roll anything for making the fire hydrant? Uh, yeah, roll a create check. 22. Alright, and what's the DC on that? 24. I rolled a 20, 21 overall for the creating the water. Uh. All right, you're successful. To the outside world, this looks like, you know, a fire hydrant just burst and with such force to push this car. Now, watching the car, the water slips underneath it, pushes it into the air, and it flips over. And you notice two things. One, the driver, completely non-reactive to what is occurring. But that's just because he lives in Riverside. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. I smash. And then... A moment later, when it looks like the car is about to pass over from the road into the sidewalk, it basically flickers and disappears. Only I am supposed to create illusions. What the hell? Lizrock definitely saw this from, from the clock tower. What the fuck? They got a culvers eye? What the fuck? But uh, we saw that one file that had like alien type words. Maybe this is, speaking of Ruby saying I'm the only one that creates illusions, this could be an alien thing. We're actually fighting the procedurally generated villain. Minecrafter. God damn it. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I feel like we are about to enter the fucking step for wives, and it's the only the only female identifying person in the group. I'm scared. The fuck you mean it's funny you say that? It's just funny you say that. I'm not even gonna try and be sly about it. Clearly some fucking shit's happening. I'm just gonna jump down with my friends. You land back on the ground and you see the next uh car set of the cars coming by. I think it actually kinda passes between the two of you as you're crossing the street. Have we seen any people? Not in a little while. No. I want to run in front of the car. I'm not going to stop him. Okay, what do you do when you go in front of the car? Stand there and see if it swerves. Uh, yeah. The car goes to swerve, and it goes like it's going to go up into the sidewalk, and then flickers and disappears. Fascinating. Are we by a house? Uh, yeah, yeah. This whole neighborhood is all just like two-story suburban houses. Okay, I make... What kind of uniform would someone be going around selling shit? Door-to-door gas, gas line checker? Yeah. Chimney sweeps. <laughs> I make a city employee uniform, whatever that looks like. Sure. Make a clipboard and just go and knock on one of the houses. And, uh, yeah, lady answers, hi, can I help you? Uh, hi, we're just trying to... Figure out what the fuck is going on. And what the fuck's happening here? Hi, ma'am. We're just letting everyone know that we're going to have to turn off the water to your house. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Do you have any idea how this happened or, like, anything going on around here right now? Sorry, I was listening to music. I did not hear that at all. Is everything all right? Do, do, is there anything I need to do? No, I 
don't think so. I, that's out of curiosity because, you know, we're trying to block off the, we're trying to block off the streets, you know, because you have to get workers. But these, uh, we can't get these cars to stop coming by. Do you know anything about that? Maybe who owns the cars? We could tell them that. There's... No, no. Um, there does seem to be like a lot of deliveries going on and stuff. I've just been kind of assuming it's like you know, I don't know, uh, room eats or something. Room eats. God damn it. You know, I feel like the city's getting a lot of complaint, like a lot of stuff like this happening in the in this part of the uh, town lately. And the city's just just not sure what's going on. Have you have you noticed anything weird? I'm gonna try to persuade her to tell me. Uh, sure. Roll a persuasion check. RC, you had the opportunity to name it Vram Nam Nam, and you didn't. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah. That's too bad. Twenty-five. Yeah, she seems like very on board with. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, I, I, you know, it's been a lot of stuff, but they haven't been causing a lot of noise, so I haven't really paid it too much mind. Um, is it, a, is it a problem? Should I be like reporting this when I hear about it? When I, when I see it? I put my hand in my pocket and I make a business card that has like has visual aids phone number on it. Okay. If you notice anything kind of weird, just just let me know. Let the city know we're just trying to figure stuff out. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. I will I will keep an eye out. Sure. We're a pretty quiet neighborhood around here. We know we like to keep things uh, low key. You know, we don't want to be causing any we don't want to have anybody causing any problems, you know? Oh god, it's low key. <laughs> of course, ma'am. Sorry for bothering you. I the water should hopefully be back on soon. Wait, am I near her? Yeah. Then uh off to the side where the lady can't see cuz uh, Ruby's standing in the doorway, right? Uh yeah. I want to, where the lady can't see, uh, off to the side, create another shardling and have him turn into water and go inside the lady's house. And then I want to see what happens after we leave. Okay. I, I'm worried that we are in a step for a wife situation. Uh, yeah, I'm really intrigued. Roll the stealth check. Nine is 28. All right. Uh, yeah, he slips on by. You know, Ruby's very enthralling with her with her discussion. Uh, before she goes to close the door, she says, does this have anything to do with the um, sensor installations last month? The fucking what now? You know, it might... Could you tell me about those? Sometimes, you know how it can be. Sometimes uh, not all the departments tell each other as, like stuff as fast as they should, so. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we had a couple people come around the neighborhood, and they said they had some kind of permit from the city and said that they were installing sensors, Um. something about, like, uh, you know, speeding tickets and also sound, like, noise violations and... Uh, I didn't. I didn't really understand it. So they just. Uh, yeah, I think they installed one on like everybody's house. Just kind of faces towards the street. Could you show me where they installed that on your house? And she kind of comes out, comes off the porch, and kind of goes down. And she kind of points up on the roof. And there's just like this little, like you know, until she pointed out, not really noticeable. Like probably about the size of a cell phone. Just like this little square that's mounted on, uh, on the roof, facing towards the street. The thing that's most notable after she points it out is it's made of a couple of, like, yellow hexagons, like the, yeah, the inside of it. Like the horns? Like, when you look at it, there is a bunch of, like, yellow X lines, like, crisscrossing over each other. And I go, oh, those, I didn't realize they, I remember hearing about that at an all-teams meeting at some point, but, you know, they never told us they were already putting those up. I, I really gotta get back to, to work. Is there anything else I can help with? No, no, thank you for your time, ma'am. What was your name again? Sorry, ours. <laughs> she goes to introduce herself and says, oh, hi, I'm Alice, and you are? Hi, I'm Maria Gale. All right, someone write that down. I'm combining two of my favorite movie characters. Okay, Maria Von Trapp, and then Dorothy's last name is Gale. So yeah, uh, she goes back inside. Uh, Yardak- I'm so surprised you didn't make me roll anything for that blatant lie. I mean, I think I already had you do deception, didn't I? Nope. Well, you got you got off easy this time. <laughs> so she goes back inside, and uh, I don't know if you ever got rid of the other shardling. The other shardling is still sitting in the void. 
And then this new shardling, this lady just goes, sits down, starts uh, clacking away on her computer. Looks like she's about to join a Teams meeting. I genuinely thought they might be, like, robots at this point. I mean, she could be a robot with a job. We don't know that. You know, I pretend to be someone from the city, like, taking pictures. Okay. And then I take a picture of the sensor. Okay. Send it to Rickard and Kevin Lewis and say, there's something fucking weird in the neighborhood. And unfortunately, the who you're going to call is us. The whole time while Ruby and Gardak are doing this, Brock's trying to figure out where the cars are vanished. Okay. Like, what point in the street that they disappear. And then I'm exploring around there. Hopefully, so I can find one of these sensors that I don't know anything about yet because I wasn't there. But now that Brandon's here at the bottom, they're probably important and I should steal one. Um, so if you follow the cars, like, down to the end of the street, they all turn into what looks like uh, an abandoned lot. Like, uh, pretty narrow, like, it could be an alleyway, but it actually has, like, a fence at the end of it. I guess I'm jumping a fence today. And when you jump the fence... You find yourself in a white void. Oh. Oh? Say hi to my shardling. Do I see the shardling? Like, you, you suddenly, you are, like, you are hopping, you are hopping the fence, um, and midway, like, through, like, before you land on the ground, you are suddenly, like, in that white void. Oh. Oh, so I'm just dead now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ruby, Arnak, can you guys hear me? Can I? No. Uh, Laser Rock is coming through a l- c- pretty crackly. I was like, yeah, we can hear you. Although, where are you? It's- Did you go far away? The reception's not great. Can I hop out of the void, or is it just infinite all around? If you take a step back, you suddenly find yourself with your back against the fence and uh, what looks to just be a lot in front of you. I'm going to walk back out to the street. Just... I'm not going to try and explain this one. Just meet up with me. I took a left. You'll see me. It's like, yeah, there's there's definitely something weird going on here. You have no fucking idea. Well, I already made the go- I God, I already made the Ghostbusters reference. Is Yardak also going? Yeah. And when I get here, Brock points to the fence and says, Alright, jump it. Is there a way to get around it without jumping it? Actually, yes, there is. I make a staircase. I just need you to fucking trust me on this one. I need to know that I'm not losing it right now. Okay, I make a staircase. Actually, I've... If I made a staircase, would it just start disappearing into the void? Uh, well, remember, the fence... Like, there's the fence... You're on the one side of the fence. Oh, there was a bit of space. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm hopping this fucking fence. Alright, uh, you hop the fence, and when you land on the ground, you are in a white void. Huh. I come back and I go, fascinating. I want to test something. I go in, and I and I do a razzle-dazzle. What happens? The razzle-dazzle kind of appears in your immediate vicinity like you can see it. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I thought maybe my powers would be weird here. Ooh, does your, do your powers disrupt whatever that is going on? That, that's a good question. Not as far as you can tell. I create some. I create a sword, and just what happens with the sword in there? Is it just there? Like you have the sword and you're holding it? I throw it into the void. The second it leaves your hands, it does disappear. 
Well, there's no Atlantean god in this void, so. So being right outside of the void, currently. Looks like just a perfectly normal empty lot. Uh, on the opposite side from where you're at, you can see a for sale sign. I make another dagger and I throw it into the void. It disappears. Alright, well, fuck it, I guess I'm going in the void. This is how I die, this is how I die. I am just- is there, like- I'm not making one. Is there, like, a rock or a stick nearby I can pick up? Yeah. I bring it into the void with me. What happens? It's around. Okay, if I throw the stick- It disappears. Okay. So only people don't disappear? The shardling chases it. Oh, yeah, I guess that's worth noticing. You cannot see the shardling. Oh, great. And from the shardling's point of view, Yardak, uh, the shardling cannot see visual aid. I want to test something, and I go, come in with me. Yep, okay, cool, let's do this. Can we see each other? Nope. Great, this is my own personal hell. I do the comms, and can I hear Yardak now, though, with the comms? You mean Laserhawk? Laserhawk, fine. Yes, you can hear each other, yes. In fact, you don't even need the comms, you can hear each other. Oh, interesting. I think I go to do the comms, or yeah, I, I start talking, and I go, Laserhawk, are you- so, like, nothing's actually changed, it's just your perception of things. I, okay, I want to see something, in case it's just perception. I take out my phone and I start recording the void. It just appears perfectly white. I was like, hey, Laser, prove you're in here, I'm gonna show this, uh, we're gonna use this as evidence to show uh, other people weird shit's happening here. Bang. Say more than that, asshole. No, I shoot off a solar shotgun. And when you shoot off that solar shotgun, you hear the undeniable racking of a, a lot of rifles. Oh, so I was right. Awesome. Chapter 68. What lies beneath? Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Ko-fi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. This episode was written, produced, and put in a warehouse for way longer than expected by R.C. Byler and edited by myself, Pope Random Brownson. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on podchaser.com. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by AJ Eisen. Our theme music is by me, Pope Random Ronson. You can find additional social media links, blog posts, and episodes on our website, masksandmayhem.com. Yeah, hi, Pope Brandon Brownson here with PopeBrandonBrownson.net. Quick question for you. What the fuck? I have many, many questions now. I, I just want to say you're the ones who decide to just like run in uh, and, as opposed to, to quietly investigating anything. I guess also Yardak's the only one who's not in the void right now. Yeah, I'm not a dumb dumb. I want to point out that I was stealthily investigating. I was trying to see if I could get you to put off yelling for a long time. You succeeded, fuckboy. <laughs> For the record, I did not ask Laserhawk to shoot a fucking solar shotgun. I asked him to speak. Bark. 
Does anybody have any theories? Dan, do you have any new theories? No, why I gave you the ones I had. Well, the sensors are obviously part of it, right? I think they're going to be like a tech person. We got to... <gasps> Is it Brigand? You always do that. Whenever it's tech, you go to Brigand, who's just a thief. He's just a guy who steals stuff. He's just a guy who steals stuff. And we kind of we kind of put him on the right path. Yeah, he saved his daughter, so... Oh, God. It's Elon Musk, 69422. He's two years older, two years wiser. Do not fucking give RC any goddamn ideas. 